and welcome to Gloucester Vineyard Church's weekly podcast. We're creating a community that brings hope and joy to Gloucestershire, and we are thrilled that you've downloaded this week's message. So without further ado, let's hear the talk. Okay, so this morning we are going to be talking about Christians Against Poverty. Um, Becca is our wonderful Christians Against Poverty Debt Centre Manager, um, but we're not assuming that anybody knows what that is. So David, would you play the first video? And Becca, would you like to come and join me up the front? If it hadn't been for CAP, um, I had so many debts, so many debts hanging over me that uh, I was in such a state that I almost, well, I did feel like killing myself and tried it twice. I'm glad to say it didn't work out, but a cap saved my life. Because of the debts, it was self-harming and take, trying to take my own life and things. And then Amanda Connor came to see me from Cap and Kendall. If it wasn't for Amanda, then I definitely wouldn't be here. It was her and Cap who saved my life, really, so. I would say what CAP have done is taken what is a, an impossible, seemingly impossible situation and just basically turned it completely around for me and just made everything so much more worthwhile again. CAP literally did save my life and my children's life and now my children see light in me and I, there's light at the end of the tunnel and if I wouldn't have ever made that call, I'd dread to think where I would be now. Caps have saved both my lives. My husband is happy, he's no longer on the suicide list. We've been married for 33 years and we're both, it's like we've been married a year, we're both like new, new married couple again. It's absolutely lovely. Okay, so we are talking about saving lives this morning. We are talking about Christians Against Poverty and the debt centre that we have opened in Gloucester. And this is Becca. Everybody give Becca a round of applause. Hooray! Becca, why don't you tell us who are you, where do you live, what's your favourite flavour of ice cream and what have you got to do with Cap? All right. Uh, I'm Becca. That's a surprise, isn't it? Right. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't recognise me or haven't met me yet, um, I have been running the Christians Against Poverty Debt Centre in Gloucester since November last year. So it's just under a year now. I've been coming to Gloucester Vineyard since my husband and I moved to Gloucester about two years ago. Um, and yeah, my favourite flavour of ice cream is um, probably chocolate coconut as of this weekend. <laughs> Oh, we need to talk. I, I, I dream of chocolate coconut ice cream. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, before we go any further, um, we're going to play a little game, because obviously we're Gloucester Vineyard Church, so we have to. Um, so, I just need one of the kids as a volunteer. Can somebody come and do a real quick game? Yes, Ben, come and do. So, Ben, the game is very simple. Here we have a little tub of coins. Uh, I need you to share those coins out equally, okay? You're not allowed to move the tub, okay? You have to, and you're not allowed to carry more than one. Okay, so what I want you to do is just, everybody here, can you share them out equally with everybody here? On your marks, get set, go. Oh, no, that is actually pretty good. But this is going to take a while, isn't it? Oh, that's very good. I mean, he's done well there. So, so try not to give anyone concussion, Ben, if you can. So, Ben, you've, you've, you've kind of, you've, you've done very well there. But this is going to take a while because there's a lot of coins there. So how can we make this a little bit easier? Okay, 
Very good. So you can recruit anybody you like in this room to come and help you with this. And literally, you can, you can choose as many people as you like, OK? I'm just going to give you the microphone. How can you make this easier? Uh, everyone. Everyone what? Everyone. Everyone can do it. Everyone come and grab one. There we go. Everyone come and grab one, then. <laughs> uh, Grown-ups, stop being so sensible. Get off your chairs and come and grab some coins. Very good. Okay, I think we've kind of got the point. Ben, for the rest of it, would you just carry it around and make sure everybody's got one for me? Would that be okay? Thanks, matey. Okay, so that was one very slightly chaotic way of just demonstrating one simple thing. Well done, Dylan, you got one. Uh, and that was simply that it's, things are so much easier when we work as a team, aren't they? When there's just one of us doing it, it can take a very long time and be very difficult. Uh, and we have the privilege, uh, as one of the churches in Gloucester, to actually be working as a team to run this wonderful debt centre. There are six other churches, six and a half, seven churches, who are working together to pray for and fund and send volunteers into this debt centre. So no one church is doing it together. We're all working as a team, which is wonderful, I think. Um, and so, um, Becca, you manage our CAP debt centre on behalf of all these six churches. Why don't you tell us what an average day looks like for you? Well, one of the super fun things about my job is there really isn't any such thing as an average day. Um, so tomorrow, for example, I'll be going to meet a new client for the first time. Those visits are always different. I often don't know very much about the client before I meet them, so that's always um, really interesting, meeting them and getting to know them. Uh, we'll be introducing them to our volunteers at that appointment and explaining how CAP works. We let them know what to expect so that we can prepare them for their next appointment. Um, at their next appointment, we then gather all the information we need uh, to make a plan for how best to get them out of debt. Later in that week, I've also got an appointment with a client where I'll be explaining their budget and giving them the advice that head office have made um, for them to get out of their debt. So showing them what their options are. In between those appointments, there'll be paperwork to fill in, emails and phone calls to volunteers, to clients checking on them, uh, to head office, and sometimes to the people who refer clients to us too. Uh, last week, I sent out a plea for furniture items for a client. So this week, I was very busy um, with some wonderful help uh, collecting those items to deliver to the client as well. So it really, really varies day to day. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. What, how lovely to have such a varied job. Um, but it, occurred to, it occurs to me that we're talking about debt. And that's something which maybe, as, as Richard said, the people under four feet might not quite know what that word might mean. So um, again, I need a couple of volunteers, please. Can you come and be a volunteer, please? Yes, please. Yes, come up and be a volunteer. Yeah, Rosie, do you want to be a volunteer? Rosie, can you bring a plant with you as well, please? Okay, so in this scenario, Rosalind is going to be a shopkeeper. What are you selling in your shop? Plants. Excellent. And, uh, and you would like to buy these plants, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. And do you have any money with you? No. She has no money. Does anybody have any money? Oh, yeah. So there's a, you're eating your money. Okay, so has anybody got any money that they can lend to Amy Grace? Yeah, come and lend some money. Everybody, if you'd like to, you can come and lend some money. Very good. Very good. Well done. Lend some money. Lend some money. It's a very expensive <laughs> plant. Okay, so now you've got some money. Very good. So now, if you like, you can go and give that money to that shopkeeper, and you can get the plant. Very good. Well done. Oh, that's a lot of money. Very, very good. So hooray, we've managed to buy a plant. Very good. Now, can you just pop your... Oh, thanks, Bertie. That's very kind of you. Can you just pop your hand up if you just lent some money? 
Who just lent some money here in this scenario, yeah? Okay, would you like your money back? Yeah, would you like that money back that you lent? Come and get it from Amy Grace. Come and grab your money back. Come, come and get your money back. So uh, can you give them their money back that they lent to you? Uh, you don't have their money. Now I'm imagining, how do you feel about the fact that she's got no money? I don't know. You don't know? Well, I'm going to say, maybe you feel a little bit cross and maybe you might actually want a little bit more money to compensate you for the fact that, that you've been without. How do you feel about having no money now? Um, disappointed. Disappointed. Very good. Thank you. Do you guys want to go and sit down? Thank you very much. And so in a nutshell, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about debt. So some of these people have given some people who don't have enough money for the daily basics of life. They've lent them some money and then they've come knocking at the door saying, hello, can I have my money back, please? The reality is that those people simply don't have the money to give back. And that can bring people into a rather difficult and sticky situation. So Becca, can you quickly tell us, like, how do people generally tend to feel in that situation when they, when someone's knocking at their door and they haven't got the money to give back to them? Yeah, well, I mean, you saw the video that you saw all of those clients saying that CAP saved their life. People feel at their absolute um, wits end. Um, we see clients who don't go out of their houses, they keep their curtains shut. They don't want anybody to know that they're there because they're so afraid of the next knock on their door. They're so afraid of the next phone call um, because it's, it's never anything good for them. Yeah. They don't open, some, some clients don't even open their mail because they, don't, they can't face the, the, the red letters. So I wonder if we can take a little bit of time this morning, we're just going to take a couple of minutes on our tables to imagine what it might be like to be in that situation. Now some of us might actually have personal experience of being in this place before, of not having enough money to pay the bills, of maybe some people knocking on our doors wanting, wanting their money back. So let's kind of share sensitively, but let's talk about and let's try and think, how do you think people might feel in that situation? How might we feel if we didn't have enough food in our cupboards to feed our kids or couldn't afford to put the heating on as it's getting colder and colder? So let's make sure we're drawing the children into this conversation as we're having it. So let's kind of get them involved too. But let's just take a couple of minutes on our tables to talk. How do you think we would feel? What would be the things that we would start to miss first. We're going to go two minutes and then we'll be back. Okie dokie. I hope you all had a good conversation on your tables about what that might feel like, about the things that you might start to miss first. Um, we're going to watch a really quick video uh, now, which kind of, again, shows us a little bit of what CAP does and maybe will help us to feel a little bit and see for ourselves what it's like to be struggling with debt. If you can imagine the phone calls coming in, piles, bundles of letters and the knocks at the door. Each little bit is just like a drip, drip, drip of stress into that family. It's the poverty that comes with being in debt. Hiya, I'm Debs. Hiya, nice to meet you. We send local church people into people's homes to help them and support them through a professional debt counselling process. Right. We will collect all of the information that will give us a full financial understanding of their situation. We'll take all of the paperwork away to create a budget that is manageable, livable, but also will stand up when we start to take on the creditors. All right, thanks very much, And then over a period of normally about three visits, we will get them back onto a financial even keel where they can start to feed their family. They can also start getting their debts paid back. Just in about a year, able to find the debt free. Brilliant. So it's like, yes. That's really good. We're reaching some of the most marginalised in society, some of the most vulnerable. 
when you take that pile of bills away from people, people just talk about pressure lifted off their shoulders. When you see people's lives turning around, the physical appearance of people change. Our vision is that in every town and in every city, there will be a Christians Against Poverty centre in partnership with local churches so that people can receive top quality professional service of not only getting out of debt, not only staying out of debt, but also receiving hope for this life and beyond. Uh, Marvellous. Okie dokie. So, one question that I have about all this is, why should we, as people who identify as followers of Jesus, why should we care about this? Why is this something that we should uh, be bothered about? Why should we open these debt centers? And I've got a wonderful bit of Bible here, which I think really, really uh, nicely unpacks this for me. So can I have, who really likes to read things out? Anybody who really likes to read things out? Yeah, Rosie, do you want to come and give it a go? I need two people. Can I have a second person? It could be a grown-up. Yeah, Ben, do you want to come and read out? Yeah, go for it, mate. Um, and so this is something that Jesus, a uh, story that Jesus told, and, and what he was doing was he was telling a parable, which is like a little story about when all of time gets wrapped up and everybody is kind of, uh, when all of this kind of life is done and God says, okay, well, what, who, who's got it right? Who's done it right? You're trying to start reading it, are you? You're going to get seasick if you're not careful. Um, what he says, what he'll do is he'll separate people into two groups, one on his right and one on his left. And... Um, Ben, do you want to read? What will he say to the people on his right? Yeah, go for it. Um, then the king will say to those on his right, Enter, you are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the beginning of the world. And here's why. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Then they will say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the truth. Whenever you did one of those things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Wow, powerful stuff. And then what happens next? Rosie, do you want to read the next page? When he will turn to the... Ones. ones on the left and say you're a good for nothing lot and why because I was hungry and you gave me a no meal. no meal I was thirsty and you gave me no drink I was homeless and you gave me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. Sick, sick and in prison. Sick and in prison and you never visited. Very good. And then they will say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick or in prison and didn't help? And he will answer them, I'm telling the truth. Whenever you failed to do one of these things to someone who was being overlooked or ignored, that was me. You failed to do it to me. So kind of sombering, but wasn't that amazing reading? Can we give them a round of applause? Well done, guys. 
But really, we do all of this. We want to run this debt center and other initiatives like it because we want to take those words of Jesus really seriously. There are people in our city who are hungry and thirsty and cold and who need clothing and fooding. And it's, it's kind of parallel to what Sarah does with the refugees for us as well. It's drawing alongside those people because we recognize that Jesus really cares about justice. Jesus really cares about the poor. And so when we partner with Jesus in doing stuff like this, we are doing it for Jesus. Uh, which is really important. Um, so, Becca, you've been helping people out of debt for about a year now. How has your first year been? Well, given the year that we have had, I'm sure you'll be able to relate if I say it's been a bit of a strange year. I finished my training at the beginning of December, uh, so that meant that I only had a couple of weeks to find my feet before we were launched straight back into another lockdown. Um, so initially it did take a little while for the word to get out and for people to start referring to clients to us but uh, once we came out of lockdown again things have really started to pick up and we're now supporting 14 people uh, plus at least six children well, I haven't met some of the families yet so there may be more children um, and between them they managed to keep me really quite busy Sure. So can you tell us, like, in the first year, what's been the thing that's been the most tricky and what's been the thing that you've enjoyed the most or you found most encouraging? I think most tricky, um, I would say it can be really difficult emotionally. A lot of the clients that I meet have been through really difficult times and have some really um, heartbreaking stories to tell and they want to tell them. Um, and sometimes it can feel really frustrating. It can feel really frustrating, like you can't do enough, you, like you feel like you should be doing more. Um, but actually, like, it's really important to me that, to keep it in, in context that actually what I'm doing for them is, is what they really need at that time. Um, but yeah, it can be really emotionally quite difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. I wonder, has anybody else got a question for Becca? Is anybody sitting there thinking, I wonder about this? Anybody want to? Uh, yeah, come up, come on up, Paul. So, other than just giving money, are there any practical ways that the church can get involved? Thank you, Paul. I will pay you later. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, first, absolutely cover the debt centre in prayer. Um, we need that absolutely desperately. Um, uh, it's really important to our clients to know that people care about them and are praying for them. Um, equally, it's really important to me to know that I've got the backing of the church. Um, but also, there's always opportunities to get involved. Um, I always need more people to come along to appointments with me. So if you have a little bit of free time in your, um, in your diary, um, I don't need you to be an expert about finance. I just need you to... Um, be prepared to support and encourage some people. Um, so if, if that's something that you have some time to do, yes, absolutely. Equally, there are times when I have to get out the van and go and move some furniture and I can't do that on my own. So equally, if you're just available for things like that, um, that's a really great way to support us. Yeah, fantastic. Anybody else got any questions? Ah, Rosie wanted to know what poverty was. What is poverty? It's a great question. If Christians are against it, what is poverty? Becca, over to you. <laughs> well, I haven't actually got my dictionary with me, but poverty is essentially 
not having enough money for the things you need. So not having enough money for your food or for your house um, to pay to keep your roof over your head. That's a great answer, yeah. Anybody else got any questions? Yes, Emily. So if you want to get involved with the debt centre, how do we know what you need of a week? It's terribly old-fashioned, but the easiest way is to talk to me. <laughs> well, one thing that we have started doing, a slight kind of on-air meeting here, but one thing we have started doing with Sarah is we do have a WhatsApp group um, because Sarah encounters quite a lot of needs um, for refugees uh, in the city. So if she meets a family and they desperately need, so in the last couple of weeks it was clothing and bedding and a cot. And so um, Sarah is absolutely fantastic and like most people hates being bothered by uh, millions and millions of whatsapp groups so sarah has created like the mother of all whatsapp groups where no one's allowed to say anything except for her and she says this is what i need if you've got it dm me back it is perfect there is zero spam on this whatsapp group so what we could do is number one if you're interested in being in sarah's whatsapp group just come and give us a shout and we can invite you in and maybe we could set up a similar one for cap and other needs yeah that sounds practical, doesn't it? Yeah, very good. Anybody else got any questions for Becca? So if somebody is in debt, how do they find out about your service? I was so keen to answer that question. I was just like, yes. <laughs> um, great question. Um, yeah, so um, it's actually quite, unfortunately, I haven't got a slide. Oh, that's annoying. Um, so a lot of the time, clients who will come to us are in contact with somebody else, perhaps from the council or something like that, who might refer them to us. Um, but clients can also refer themselves. So equally, if you know somebody or need help yourself, just go to capuk.org online and there is a phone number. You can phone up, make yourself an appointment. Does that answer? Okay, so as we wrap up, Becca, what is next for the debt centre? So we've just, we're just about to celebrate our first birthday. What are we doing in year two? Well, <laughs> so glad you asked. In the immediate future, we're going to be really busy over the next month or so uh, making and delivering some Christmas hampers to really bless the clients. Yeah, exciting, right? That's a fun one to get involved in. Yes. Um, next year, uh, we're planning to expand our team. So we're going to be bringing on some volunteer debt coaches who will be trained to go and meet clients just like I do and guide them through the debt help process. Um, and that's really exciting because it's going to allow us to help more people in Gloucester. Uh, but coming up in the very immediate future, shameless plug, um, you will have the opportunity to find out even more about what we're doing and to um, potentially get involved in some of that stuff um, at our first birthday party. Yes, there will be cake. Uh, yeah, there will be cake. <laughs> Too much cake, hopefully. Um, which is on the 21st of November, pop it in your diaries, at 7.30 at Gloucester Elim Church. It's a Sunday evening about three weeks from now? Correct. Yes, indeed. So Sunday evening uh, on 21st of November at the Elim Church. Keep your eyes peeled on the weekly email. There will be all of the details you need to go in, in there. It's just show up, eat cake and celebrate, basically. Okay, that's all for this week. We hope that blessed you. And if you enjoyed this week's message, then share it with a friend or consider subscribing to the podcast to stay up to date. And if you'd like to get involved with what we're doing here in Gloucester, all the details are on our website, gloucestervineyard.org. Mm -hmm.